Welcome to Nerds, Geeks, in the Kitchen Sink. It's the podcast that's like hanging out. Oh my god, it's almost Halloween. It's almost the spooky time. I know, right? We're very ready for that. I'm super excited. I'm trying to not let myself do, like, I can't watch Halloween yet. I can't watch. (laughs) There's certain things I can't watch or listen to yet. Right. But I'm working towards those things. I think when October 1st hits, I think all bets are off and it's time. Uh, The leaves are changing. There's a, we've had some cool nights, yeah. which is yeah. really the best. Um, but I'd like to, um, I'd like it to just, you know, drop down 20 degrees like right away, please. I, I mean to. <laughs> What's going on, man? Not much, not much. Uh, locally, we had homecoming week. That was about it. I heard it's apparently called Hoko now. I guess. Is that a thing? Uh, I, I don't know if it's like Fetch and they're trying to make it work, but. I mean, to me, it's always just going to be homecoming. I'm not doing that damn. Hoko. Hoko. I don't know. I I just, someone referred it to it as that, and I said, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's fun. Yeah. I took the family to a car show. I saw that. Um, Saw some fun, weird cars. I was hoping for any vehicles from Phantasm, but it yeah. didn't see anything from Phantasm. There you, was a hearse. I was going to say you had one or two <coughs> hearses there. But. Yeah, there were a couple of hearses, but the, I didn't see, I didn't see anything close. I right. was looking for the Cuda or the hearse. Yeah, nothing. That's all I wanted was I Phantasm know. or maybe some Bond vehicles, but I didn't really right. notice anything from Bond either. <laughs> so, and this was a pretty big car show. Yeah, in Springfield, Illinois. Yep. So, really let down by that. Well, Great you know. work, car people. I'm not really into cars. My it's my wife's thing. Yeah. Uh, but it was fine to go walk around and, you know, say hi to the Lincoln statue down there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, whatever. It was fine. We had a good day. We we went to Cracker Barrel afterwards. Uh, hey. It was great. Did you guys go to the cemetery or just where the the area where the Lincoln statue is? No, it was just just like by the courthouse, like oh, right okay. around downtown. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was by, by the museum, I think, is there. Gotcha. So I was saying because there's a couple of statues, obviously, in Springfield oh, yeah. and Lincoln. You know, he's everywhere. Everywhere most, you look, he's peering. The at most you. famous one, you got to touch his nose at the cemetery, and the and it's all rubbed off. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's not rubbed off. It's not like he's. It's rubbed off. You know. He's no, not. No, I mean like the, It's you can see that it's. It's shiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's he doesn't like look nose. like what's his face from Game of Thrones with no nose, but. <laughs> Or like a ghoul from yeah. Fallout. Right. Uh, no. Did you see the leaked Fallout trailer? I haven't yet. Maybe that's something looks, we need to... Looks like... Uh, looks like Fallout. Okay. Looks like... like uh, Exactly like what you think... Like, it looks specifically based on Fallout 4, though I don't know that for sure. Okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, it all looks like... Looks like Fallout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks fine. Like, I couldn't find anything to complain about, to be yeah. honest. But I this mean, was just a little teaser I saw. Right. Like... Uh, uh, someone filmed a screen somewhere, you know, okay. so I couldn't really see yeah. everything. But uh, it was cool. I'm not the world's biggest Fallout fan, but I thought that was cool. Yeah, I think Fallout fans will be pleased for sure. I did see the only thing I really saw because I've it's been kind of a hectic week was apparently Spawn is going to be in the new Call of Duty. You're burying the lead, dude. Oh, not just Spawn, also Skeletor. Oh, I I, uh, I only saw Spawn. That was the only also, one I saw. Also, most importantly, Ash from Evil Dead 2 
is going to be in Call of Duty. So, I mean, that's great that Spawn's going to be in there. Actually, right. it's not just Spawn. It's a, a couple versions of Spawn. Yeah. Um, and then also um, Soul. What is that person's... Uh, the guy with the gas mask. It's Soul Taker, Soul something. I know what you're talking about, uh, but yeah, I can't remember. That character from Spawn is going to be in there. Um, as well as Clown, obviously. you got to have Clown. Yeah. And then like a different version. Like the, the version of Clown, I think that's like the, the demon... The, with the horns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you call Oh, Violator. It's Violator. Violator. Um, that's going to be okay. somehow converted into a skin. It's all cool. Like, if, if you're a Spawn fan, you're going to love it. Yeah. If you play Call of Duty, uh, otherwise, forget it. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's cool. I'm glad that that's getting... Like, I, I find it interesting that they've gone for... Like, it's been The Boys, which is a real, you know, popular TV right. show that everyone knows about. And then we got um, Tomb Raider, which is like a beloved franchise. Right. And then it's like Spawn. And I'm like, hasn't Spawn been kind of dead for almost 30 years? Uh, I mean, they're trying to work on that moot in the new movie. So maybe that's, I know. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Did you see who's voicing him? No, I didn't see who voiced I think it's Keith David. Really? Oh, yeah. No, I did see that. It is Keith David. You're right. Which is the best choice, which is so (laughs) cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. That's the, I mean, I, I'm not a huge Call of Duty guy, but my friends want to play occasionally, so right. You know, I'm gonna get the uh, Evil Dead skin. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the last one I got was uh, Cold War. The last one yeah. I actually bought was Cold War, and then I can't remember which Call of Duty it was right before that, but they had a bunch of Halloween skins on that one too, because they had like um, Scream. They had Leatherface. Feather Lace. Feather Lace, yeah. (laughs) And then they had like two more, I can't remember. But I haven't played. Yeah, I remember that happening. Yeah. Was there a Michael Myers? Yes, yes, there was a Michael Myers. There was like a slasher mode that would pop up and get a knife. You do the zombies and. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Speaking of gaming, Uh I've, I've been plugging away on Sea of Stars. Okay. I'm. I, according to I looked up uh, I looked up a guide because I was having trouble with a specific boss and I was making such a dumb mistake I like died a few times and I was like I must be doing something wrong right. so I looked that guide up and judging by what I saw in the guide I'm more than halfway done okay um, so that's I'm still loving it yeah so if it's it was I think it's still free on PlayStation Plus for the the next week or so so if you're thinking about an RPG Sea of Stars pretty good yeah but another thing that's been happening in my world is that I couldn't resist anymore. Uh-oh. And I picked up a new game console. Lynching it. Uh, it is, and you may have seen this, I've posted about it a little bit. It is a very small game. Oh, board. yes. It's it's very small. Like I, I, I think in the pictures it's like difficult to tell exactly how small it is. But that's to me like that is the strength of this thing, is that it is super tiny. This is the one I memed you on when it would take to actually see it well, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> this is it. It is. Look how small it is. I mean, it's incredible. I turned it on. Uh, it's like literally on a keychain. Yeah. Uh, it's called the Anbernic RG Nano. Okay. And just to give you another idea of how small it is, I pulled out my old PSP here. Yeah. 
Look at that. It fits in a corner of, or like a thumb <laughs> in the screen. <laughs> Look at that. It's unbelievably small, right? right. And, and not too thick either. Perfect for no. the pocket. Um, so if you're looking for something to screw around with, uh, you know, just casually. Uh, I, I have a game of Pokemon going. You can see. Uh, right, right. Well, maybe you can see it. Maybe you can't. Yeah. Come on, camera. There you go. You kind of have to hold it at a slant angle. I have a ghastly there right. fighting um, coughing or something. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, just a quick review. Um, it has some cool functions. It can play MP3s and videos if you so <laughs> need something right. that size. I actually, what got me interested in the device at all was that I like to listen to audiobooks when I go to bed. Right. And I often, messing with... My phone, mm-hmm. that's my that's my alarm clock, right? Right. I don't like to mess with sound settings on my, because I'm, I'm always worried I'm going to mute an alarm or something mm-hmm. when I'm changing volumes and I'm like half asleep trying to turn off my audiobook. So I was like, what if I had another little device? And this has a, a converter for an audio jack. So you can right. hear, cause, and my other, my phone doesn't have an audio jack. No, yeah. So I was like, well, maybe that makes a lot of sense. And this was like 60 bucks. Hmm. Um, it plays... Um, Game Gear, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, Lynx Master System, Mega Drive, NES. Um, I mean, tons of stuff. PlayStation 1. Right. Um, it's it, it has a decent amount of power for the size that it is. And uh, I'm just going to load up. I had Silent Hill. Yeah, I, had a game I Silent saw Hill that. Started. Yeah, that was the... I don't know if you could see this, but it... My lighting is terrible for right. this. But there like, you, oh, don't move there it. There is yep. Silent Hill running on a 1.5-inch screen. <laughs> and it's great. It works stupid well. I. It's just, I don't know. It's very exciting to me <laughs> because I love this the tininess of it. My, and it's just like, it's like always there. I could not use that thing because of these right here. If you have big hands, don't buy it. I was going to say, because there's no way that I would be able to. It's and I I mean, it's hard for me. I mean, I, yeah. I don't have the world's biggest hands, but it's it's difficult. I often will put it down on a table or even one handed. So it's not good for like I thought about, oh, I could play Castlevania. It's probably not perfect for that. You could play. Right. You could play it. It's playable. Yeah. But um, I would rather use something a little bigger for something. Yeah. When you need a little bit more uh, precise aim and all right. that stuff. Um, but something like an RPG, I may I plan plan to use this mainly for RPGs, right? Right. So you know you can just use one hand and then press the button as you need to, and right? Whatever. Um, I'm I can't believe, and I love it's uh, the the shell is metal. Um, so okay. it's pretty sturdy little guy. I just I'm in love the RG <laughs> Nano. I really love it. I keep playing with it like I'm like not playing PS5 because it's like well, I could play a little bit of this and just chill on the couch. Right. It's cool. Awesome. Um, awesome. I, it's not, you wouldn't want it for your main, like if you play a lot of handheld. Right. You wouldn't want to replace your no. main handheld with this. <laughs> no. Like, keep your Steam Deck, please. <laughs> but uh, that thing is, is great for what it is. So that's my little review of the RG okay. Nano. I just love this thing. Speaking of finding stuff, I mean, I didn't buy it because I had it and just found it again. But uh, talk about a handheld that's got some staying power. I found my. Uh, 2DS. Yeah. In the 2DS? Tur- it's still turned on. 
Hell yeah. It's been sitting for I don't know how many years, and it I still had like half a battery. Yeah. yeah. It still had half a battery. The 2DS is a powerful little guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that thing. But I need to find a power cord. Hmm. A charging cord. Those, those are cheaper. You can I know. get those, no problem. Amazon's your friend there. Yes, I know. That's what I figured. But that was the only yep. thing. But I couldn't believe that I turned that on and I had uh, Pokemon White in it. Still going. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy hell. That rules. That's awesome. That's I'm so... playing Pokemon Crystal for the first time. Okay. Um, I never played it. I played Pokemon Red and Blue a yeah. lot. And then I got Silver. And like I played a little bit of Silver. Like I bought Silver day one. And I was just like, there's something feels different. I don't know what it is. I'm just going to go play Red and Blue again. Yeah. And I played Red and Blue forever if I ever wanted to play Pokemon. And then eventually Leaf Green and Fire Red came out for Game Boy Advance. And it's like, oh, these are nicer looking right. versions of the originals. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll try that. But I never really did any other. I've really only played like Red and Blue on Pokemon. I so had... I'm really going to try to finish Crystal. I've already made yeah. it pretty far in. I had Emerald. Mm -hmm. But... Uh... <laughs> Somebody actually bought that game for me from like two hundred bucks. Wow! Because they couldn't find it, and they were trying to yeah. collect all the Pokemon games themselves. And I'm like, man, I didn't even buy the DS for that. I don't know <laughs> what the they're time. going for now, but I know they are. Yeah, they do have some value for yeah, sure. So I still have all my old carts. I just, uh, you know, I love this the ease of the emulation, right? Well, and then a lot of those emulators, you can do multi-platform, so. That's what I love about it. Yeah. For sure. But uh, have you played anything else or watched anything else? Not really. It's been, I've been finishing a couple of series that nobody would be interested in, so. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, I do have a movie to talk about. Okay. I don't think I talked about it last time. Uh, Cobweb. I saw that and want to see that, depending you on your... <laughs> you should. Okay. I think it might be... Boy, this is tough, but it, it, it might be my favorite movie so far of the year. Okay. Uh, I really like it. I really like it. Um, I don't want to spoil it. I won't spoil it here. Okay. Because there, is some, there are some twists and turns. Okay. You have um, probably most recognizably... The mom is, oh, and I'm forgetting the actress's name, but she was in Castle Rock, and she played uh, Annie Wilkes. Okay. I think. Um, she... I think I've seen the trailer, so I, I've... Hair, yeah. I, I, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name. Um, she is the mother, and then the father is the guy who plays Homelander in... Oh, yeah, okay. I know who you're talking boys. about. Yeah. What is his name? I'm not remembering anyone's name. No, I know. It's all right. Um, it is a horror movie. Yes. About a kid who doesn't really fit in. And he. Now, is this an all Australian cast as well? No. No? Okay. No, I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan and Anthony Starr. I, okay. I knew both of those yeah. names. I feel so dumb. Um, but the. Um, and it's, it's not an Australian production. I believe okay. it was, like I believe it's Bulgaria, is where it was shot. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, Lizzie Kaplan and Anthony Starr, both fantastic. Um, also, uh, Cleopatra Coleman. I don't. I, I didn't know her, mm -hmm. but I felt I felt like maybe I'd seen her in something else. Right. I haven't, I haven't actually looked into it. The name. She, apparently, I mean, 
She was in Infinity Pool, which I did not see. Okay. Um, she must not have been in very long because I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, Last Man on Earth TV show. Um, maybe I saw she was in an episode of Comedy Bang Bang. Maybe I've seen oh. her there. But um, anyway, I thought she was also really good. Okay. Um, she plays the teacher of the boy. Okay. And uh, he basically starts to have weird things happen in his room at night. And this is really early on. Right. Um, so this isn't, I wouldn't consider this to be a spoiler. This is just more like to get you, to give you an idea right. of what we're dealing with. Right. A voice comes out of the wall in his room and knows his name and is trying to get him to do something. And it's not clear, is the voice just in his head? Is this something real? Is it a dream he's having? What's going on? His parents act strangely. There's clearly something going on. And that's about all I really want to say. Oh, there's a Busey in it. Oh, jeez. Uh, Luke Busey, who I think is Gary's son. I think it is, I too. Could, I could be wrong. He's a little guy, but he looks just like Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because he's, kid. like, really young. He's yeah. a little kid, but he looks like Gary Busey. And he, he kind of has, like, he's, like, evil in the show. Oh, well, that's not really a spoiler. He's, like, a bully. Yeah. We'll say he's a bully. Okay. Perfectly cast. Gotcha. Perfectly cast. Um, and so... A couple different things come together really well. You could say that this may be, and I don't know the specifics of what it's really based on or if it is just, you know, right. something a writer came up with or if it's like a creepy pasta or something like that. Right. It kind of feels like a creepy pasta, but yeah. I haven't ever heard of it before. And, you know, there does turn out to be something going on. And um, I think maybe there's a reveal at the end that will make or break some people on the movie. Okay. But for me, I was in the mood to have fun. Right. And I was I was definitely in the mood for what the movie gave me. Okay. So I, I could definitely see this like you, you might have an idea of what it is and, and then be disappointed. Being or very divisive on the end. I could see that happening. But personally, for me, I, it was a win all the way around. Right. I really liked it. There was a fun. It was a really fun reveal near the end. Right. Uh, boy, I, I just I had a lot of fun. It's a fun movie. Um I, I'm really trying hard not to spoil it. Uh, maybe I'll just stop talking about it. <laughs> but uh, I, I really recommend Cobweb. Okay. I actually bought it. I bought it. Oh, okay. uh, I really, really liked it. So uh, yeah, Cobweb it's on my, my thumbs up. It's my uh, on my uh, you know upcoming list. So yeah, I just haven't gotten to it yet. Definitely now, recommend. Did sure. you see the Boogeyman when it came out? I haven't seen it yet. I, okay. I plan to. I definitely see it. Yeah, I mean it's I, it, I, it's already going to happen. Right. Just, uh, and then, uh, what was the other one? Uh, talk to me. I still haven't seen that. Oh, my God. You, I know, you, I know, I know. You no, may, listen. okay, just. The night, no, I know, Chris, I know. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> the night the night that we watched Cobweb, it was between Talk to Me and Cobweb. Okay. And uh, Cobweb won because it was cheaper. Right. I, so I ended up just buying Cobweb for still five bucks less than I could have rented Talk to Me. Right. I get it. I get it. So, but I will I say, I'm going to love it. I will say, you may raise your best so far when you after you see Talk to Me. I'm 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 happy to do that. I mean, and for I, the for the budget, what the movie was, it was phenomenal. Yeah. The you know what was going on, and it had you know a lot of the movies recently for me, they're horror, but they're not scary. You yeah, know what I mean? True. So I haven't I, really I, seen way, a good scary movie lately. Cobweb falls into that. Okay. I would not say that it it would be scary for a younger person, I'm sure, just because right. of the atmosphere and right. the dread. And there's some jump scares or whatever. 
Um, but it's cobweb is probably not going to scare you. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, there's some parts that maybe like I can't say. I but, mean, uh, yeah, minus jump scares, me, but you know what I mean when I say scary. Talk to me is more along the lines of like a hereditary. I've heard. Yeah. Um, so, and I know that the the directors of that it's two brothers, right? Yeah, new, from and they're they're like goofy little guy. I heard an interview with them. Yeah, they're and they were just like energetic. They just loved it. They yeah. seemed to have a, like fun doing it. Oh I, yeah, I was really excited. And I know they've already announced at least one more. Right. Talk to me. Right. And there, they said I saw another interview where they're working on like two other different horror movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just like their wheelhouse, movie. you know. So well, they come from YouTube, which is so strange. Right. New Zealand they made a name and money from YouTube, yeah. and then uh, I believe it's Australia. I think they're Australian. Okay, I was thinking New Zealand, but. I believe it's Australian, but, you know, I don't uh, want to say close enough. They're different. Right. Uh, but I think it's, I believe they're Australian. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, no, I'm excited to see what those guys do. Yeah. I mean, that's it so was cool. For, for and, and you know what? I mean, really, that's our kind of wheelhouse of horror. I mean, look yeah. at Phantasm. You know, most of those weren't huge, big budgets. Phantasm you has know, rocketed to my number two franchise of all time. Look at the early, you know, Friday the 13th and Halloween. I'll look at them. And, I'll look no, I know. No, I know. <laughs> no, you said you weren't going to look at them yet. Just off camera, I have okay. all the Halloweens and all the Friday the 13th. Okay, all right. But that's what I'm saying. Those movies, they didn't need this, you know, super CGI, mm-hmm. blunt, you know... You know, know fantastical kills like Saw or anything like that. Sure. But they had that that lasting creep kind of that would stay with you. For sure. For sure. Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to talk to me. I know I'm going to like it. Yeah. It's kind of been one of those that I know I'm kind of just like saving for the right night. Right. You know what I mean? I I know I'm going to like it. Yeah. uh, Just sort of hanging on to it till I know. Like, I'll just know. Yeah. I'll know. And I'm still. And I think soon. Yeah. You know, like, I, you've seen the new Exorcist trailer, right? Yeah. There's okay. a couple trailers at this point. I've seen right. One. Okay. I haven't. Seen. Speaking of that. Yes. Boom. Pazoos. The, the OG one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. If you're watching on I, YouTube. Right. If you're watching on YouTube. Join the Discord. Join the Discord. Join the Discord. <laughs> subscribe to YouTube. Subscribe Watch to YouTube. Watch on YouTube. Yeah. Subscribe. Hit the bell. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know about this movie. I don't either. I, I, I just, you know. I was way more excited by the idea of it. Right. Um, the because ex- it was announced. It was announced before even Halloween Kills yeah. came out. Yeah. And at that time, I loved Halloween 18 so much. And I was like, this guy has it. Yeah. I have my, you know, David Gordon Green has my full trust. He doesn't really have it anymore. No. Um, so I don't, I just, I don't know from everything. And I mean, I haven't seen the movie. It's coming out in the next couple of weeks. Yep. Um, but, and I know this is just like a small thing and I know some people will disagree with me. The whole concept was, this was almost a, a more of a religious horror. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you don't have the original, the original. Yes. Sure. The original. And I mean, even, even three to an degree, Hmm. you know, the Catholic church played a big part on what was taking place. Sure. Yeah. This doesn't seem like they, they moved completely. You you can't have an exorcist if you don't have a Catholic priest involved. 
And this well, looks like we may. I don't and know. this, but this looks like this is Reagan's mom doing the Exorcist on these girls. I don't. That's what. That's the way I got from. But if they ask her, they're going to say, "We'll get a priest." She's going to say, "Get a priest," because that's what worked for me. But that doesn't show it in on any of the trailers. It really right, doesn't. They can't give us everything. You mean plus it takes place in a like, like the huge part of the trailer takes place in a church. I know, but it, like I said, it just doesn't. I I don't know. It just although it didn't so, look like a Catholic, no, it wasn't a cathedral. No, I mean it could have been. I don't know. Listen, I'm not an expert, but uh, I think maybe we just haven't seen. There's got to be a priest involved. It's The Exorcist. You would think so, but like I said, he doesn't have my trust anymore after. You know, the last couple of his, so... And um, look, I, and I want to clarify that. I like the new Halloween movies for what they are. I still think they're better than some of the... Like, for sure better Rob's than some of the movies. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, sure. I'll give you that. But, I mean, the expectation to the delivery, let's put it that way. I expected, I expected is, well, more out of it. And well, it's, the problem is the Halloween 2018 is so good. And that's perfect. what I mean. That's Halloween what I mean. 2018 is perfect. It's so good. And then Kills, I've come around a little bit on Kills, but I am still, I still would not say, I like Ends more. And I don't love Ends. I think Ends is good. I do think it's good, but I don't. Honestly, love. the story I like of the kid more than of Michael. Well, it's because it seems like they don't know what to do with him anymore. I know. That's what I mean. That's I liked that in, in ends. I liked the story of the kid more than I liked. I as we talked about at the time. Yeah. I wish they could have set up Corey in kills, but they just didn't. It's the old Star Wars problem. They didn't have a clue what they were doing. Right. They didn't have a plan. It seems like. Or and I know that plans did change due to COVID. They had a whole different Halloween Kills was originally a much different movie from what I understand. So. I don't know how much of it's COVID messed that up. I don't know how much of it is. I just, I, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't use that as an excuse anymore. There's ways, there, there were like umpteen million ways to get around doing well, a story what of one thing. They, they had to change it because they couldn't do the things they wanted to do due to COVID restrictions and all that. That's what, that's what's been said. That's the, that's the story we've been told. And I, I understand that. But how many times are we going to hear that? Oh well, we couldn't do what we wanted to do because of COVID. This movie turned out not not great, but well, we couldn't, you know, COVID. Well, I see what you mean. I mean, in, and a lot of times I, I'm in tired horror, of the excuse. Well, a lot of times in horror, having less, you end up with a better product. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Yeah, because you, you have to try harder on other. Well, that's what I was trying. That's what I was talking about. Like with the older franchises, like Phantasm and the original. No money. You know, There's no, no money. Mo no money. Yeah, Phantasm. <laughs> I mean, look at Terrifier. I he filmed. He filmed those during COVID. I mean, mm -hmm. I thought Terrifier Two was a hell of a lot better than than sure. you know yeah. the Halloween. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. They're different. I I, I like Terrifier Two. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm not one. Of, I don't love Terrifier. I, I like them. I think they're fun to watch and they're gory and that's great. And yeah, and I amazing. mean, but they're, I don't know. <laughs> they're pretty mean. But they're, I don't know. I, I like them. Yeah. I just, maybe it's the whole clown thing. I just like, it doesn't do anything for me. But I like the character. He's, yeah. It's funny to, whatever. I don't know. Ter Terrifier's fine. Terrifier just, is it almost. Just doesn't like get me going. It all, to me, is almost like how Freddy was in the first couple of movies. It may be so. You know, I mean, took Maybe that so. kind of not not verbatim, but do you know in the feel? 
Sure. It's kind of this almost slapstick slasher. There's yeah. some there's some real kind of oddball, you know. He's clowning around. Right. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But uh anyway, Exorcist. I know. We'll see. But I mean I will never be mad at like an attempt at this kind of thing. But if it sucks, it's gonna be a bummer. See, I I won't be mad at a good attempt, but if it's a weak attempt, and, sure, and then you're yeah. going to use excuses, then then I will. Then, no, 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 not you. I'm, I'm saying, not involved with the production. No, I'm saying the people in the production. <laughs> if they're going to use excuses, then I will be mad because there yeah. there should be. I mean, there's movies that you have three people in the whole production that are are you know are some fabulous pieces of film. Sure. No, so that's you, a valid point. You can't. We'll see. Yeah. That's a valid point. We'll see. Uh, but no, I, I would not say that I'm hyped or anything. No. I will be seeing it, you know, early if I can. But um, I, I'm not like raring to go. No. On that one. Uh, did we talk? We haven't talked about The Nun yet, have we? No, not yet. And that's what I, I haven't. Too. You did see two. Okay. I, I haven't, did see that. I haven't seen it yet. Well, let me just give you a quick blast of The Nun. Um, and look, there's not really anything I could spoil. No, you know what to expect. It's just, right? If you've seen one, you've seen two. Basically, pretty much. I think maybe I prefer the Nun two. I've heard that from um, a few people, but I also don't think it's like. I almost think it doesn't really matter because they're both so similar, right? Um, I I think I'm I'm realizing the problem with the Nun as the villain is that the Nun does can't really do anything. The Nun makes you. Other people do things, but all the nun can really do is be in the background of a shot for your eye to notice and go, ooh, creepy. Right. Or the nun can go towards the camera and scream. Yeah. And then you're on to the next scene. You don't really ever see the nun do anything else. Right. Just appearing in, in ways, you know. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this. The movie's cold open. Pretty good. Okay. The first five minutes... I was in the the showing I was in was like weirdly rowdy. Okay. Uh, it was a Sunday afternoon at four thirty, in a tiny theater in a tiny town, <laughs> and there was not that many people in the in the showing. Okay. Like maybe maybe twenty people maybe. And as soon as it starts, I'm hearing people go, "Uh oh!" You know, people are going, "Oh no!" When there's a, the first big scare. Right. The loudest scream I've ever heard in a theater <laughs> because of something that happened on the right. screen. So I think that added a little a little extra juice for me. Yeah. Uh, because they the reactions were huge to this okay. in the theater. And I think this was just the people having fun. Yeah. You know, it was a group of, I think, like a, that, in that particular uh, instance, it was like a group of teens that were like, maybe hadn't seen something like this before oh, gotcha. or not much of it. So they were... You know, talking to the screen and not too bad. It was, I was a little annoyed at first, but it was like, okay, this is funny and they're having fun. Yeah. So I'm having fun, you know, whatever. I'm not going to go over there and scream at them. They weren't talking at inappropriate times. Right. They were reacting to yeah. things, you know. Still, maybe you don't make so much noise in the theater, but whatever. Um, and the, 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 the cold open. I thought was really, well, really well made. Like okay. that, that could be like a great little short film on its own. Um, really good I, okay. I, that's all I could say about it excellent um, like uh, among the best things in the franchise and I'm including Conjuring 
Okay. Really good. Um, or at least I thought it was yeah. really effective. So, but then, yeah, it's like, how do we get the characters from the first movie back together? Right. Um, and then how do we get them to have to face the nun again? And they do the thing that the other ones have been doing since Annabelle did it, where, well, I mean, even Conjuring does this, where you're dealing with the nun, yes, or the main right. antagonist, main. but there's also this other thing Mentioned happening. on the side, yeah. Oh, it's more than mentioned. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And I don't want to give it away, because it, it's one of those things where you're either going to think it's great, or you're going to go, what? <laughs> what, why did they and it, because right. it is a I'll just tell you it's an entity of some kind okay that's the, clearly not the nun right and it do you remember when I was so freaked out by the fact that there was a werewolf in the Annabelle movie do you remember that yeah it's like Annabelle comes home like the haunted sleepover right, movie, whatever right, that one was right um, I was like I was like freaked out by the fact that there's like a werewolf in that movie. Uh, and I was like, well, I've since thought like, of course there's a, who cares? This is ghosts and goblins. Right. And stuff. Like, there's going to be a werewolf. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a werewolf in the nun movie, but it has a similar thing where it's like, why really? we're yeah. going to go there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I want to go with it and say it was fine. Okay. And, you know, The Nun is your classic uh, jump scare you know, kind of religious jump scare horror movie exorcism gotcha. thing. Not a lot of actual exorcism going on, though. There are, there are a couple of scenes, you know. Right. My biggest gripe, and this is a pretty big problem, is that they there's a there's a moment in the writing. And I'm I tend not to like want to blame the writing too often. But there's a thing that happens in the story where it's like. Oh, we need to we need to check like three boxes. How are we going to do this? Mm. Oh, there happens to be an old librarian that knows all the answers. That can do this. That can do that. And knows this and knows that. Has every answer. Well, my theory is that it's this, and that's the theory that is the correct right. answer. And I was like, that's so lazy. I don't know. I don't know how else you're going to do it. But uh, you know, I'm I'm not a writer, so you know, I, I shouldn't be judging. But I, I was just like, I was rolling my eyes in the theater, like. Okay, this old guy's gonna. T it was by the numbers, right? You know? So, well, I mean, that's that the bad thing, you know. I'm sorry. Yes, you can. If if bad writing can be bad writing, so let me just say that I didn't like it. Right. I'm not gonna call it bad, but I didn't like it. So, you know, quit fencing. <laughs> mm. It's comfortable. <laughs> that, um, as long as it's not a reverse chain link. Oh, <laughs> reverse. So anyway, The Nun, if you want to see some jump scares and, you know, it's I, the, the other thing about The Nun, and this goes for both of them, is that I love looking at those movies. Right. They're beautiful. They're beautifully shot. Yeah. Um, they're, they're always they're always beautiful landscapes. And, you know, it's always like European old buildings right. and streets and stuff. And oh, I, I like all that. It's, it's, it's nice to look at. Well, and the color palette always fits like... The movie, you know what I mean? It's it's just that you know it's a, a horror of, movie because it's I love it's and you dark know, tones, some... the grays, the the sometimes that like off brown light, you know. Well, I could kind of compare it to like the art of like Mike Mignola, like the Hellboy stuff. Yeah, it's like there's just as much black on the page as there is all the other colors. Right. You know, it's like high contrast. Uh, I I don't know. I, I really like the look of these movies there, and that goes a long way for me. Yeah. 
because you're sitting there for two hours or whatever right. it is, and you have to look at it. <laughs> so it's kind of the I, point of a movie, yeah. Yeah, taking the artistry into account, it gets some more points that way. Okay. So, but and it, same again for Cobweb. I do love they they pick a certain palette that they go with, and it's all really well designed. And uh, I think Cobweb is a more fun movie in right. general. But I'm not going to go back to that movie. Yeah. But great. Uh, great. I, did I don't think s- I've seen anything else. Yeah, I did see an older movie that I went back to. Speaking of like oh, this that? religious, Deliver Us from Evil. I've seen it. That's I really like that one. Is yep. Eric Bana mm-hmm. in that? Yeah. Yep. Uh, is that the one where he's like the cop? Movie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We watched that one on our. No, was it on our honeymoon? It's been oh, old, it's been pretty. It's an Hang older. On. When film. did that come out? Deliver. Here, I'll tell you in a sec. From. Evil, 2014. Yes. yes. Okay, that lines up. We watched it on our honeymoon because I got married in 2014. Yeah. Um, and we watched it. We we had a cabin, and uh, we were in the woods <laughs> of Missouri. <laughs> and for some reason, there was like that movie. I was like on edge. Like I went to bed, and I went out under the porch, and there was like, you know, a dark forest yeah. out there, and like weird noises happening. Right. It's the forest. We, again, we had a, like a secluded cabin, right? And I was like, "Boy, we should not have watched that movie." <laughs> uh, I don't remember a whole lot about it, but I remember there being some good scares and like some pretty unique things in there, right? And it it was one of those. That was probably one of the other than like I think Hereditary was probably the last one that really gave me those kind of feelings. Mm-hmm. But one of the late earlier movies that it really wasn't about so much all of the visuals, but just. The feeling of it. Yeah, it has a good, yeah, a very creepy, dreadful vibe. Yeah, and knowing this, this the the guy that Eric Bana played is a real guy, and some of this stuff actually, like, occurred, yeah, so. Yeah, I remember that one being fun. That was that was, that was kind of awesome cool. at the other Maybe day. Maybe I should go back to that. I mean, it will have almost been 10 years. Right. Speaking of, a, what, what was it? Oh, you know what a movie is almost 20 years old today? Uh, let me see. So 2003. Uh, it came out, actually, it came out 2004. So it's 19 years today, but. I, there, it's too broad for me to guess. <laughs> what, what? Nick Frost, Simon Pegg. Oh, Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Yes. Came out today, 19 years ago. That's amazing. I, <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I loved it then, and I love it. I still, you know, between Hot Fuzz and, and Shaun of the Dead, that's probably on a regular rotation of movies that I watch. Oh, for sure. Me too. Uh, I've seen Hot Fuzz the most. Hot Fuzz, I think, is my favorite of the three. And I do like World's End. I do like yeah. it. I think it's good, and more watches helps you in that yeah. Edgar Wright way, yeah. where you start to pick up on little things that maybe you didn't right. the first ten times you watched yes. it. Yes. <laughs> But no, I, I man, Shaun of the Dead, what a classic! At this point, it is funny that it's a twenty-year-old movie that like kids today maybe not would have seen, and, right. and I'm sure people will still love. Oh yeah! So if you're out there and you've not seen Shaun of the Dead, uh yeah sean of the dead do yourself a favor you yes. haven't seen it come on it's funny it's very funny it's zombies yeah. it's a romantic comedy with zombies yeah 
And then another movie that it's like one of my favorite sports movies, but I did not realize because I, I never really paid attention. The director of is a movie called For Love of the Game. Mm-hmm. It's a Sam Raimi film. Yeah, it's his. I I did not all the times that I've seen it, and I watch it all the time. I never yeah. paid attention that Sam directed yeah. that movie. You can tell in the in the way it's. I mean, uh, directed. The, I yeah. Mean, now but, uh, now looking back, knowing that he's directed it, I was like, wow. Yeah. And I think that was another. That one's twenty four years. That one. Let me see here. Was it ninety nine? I want to say yeah, ninety nine. Okay. Yep, and you get you get. Uh, I mean, some amazing names on the cast. Like, oh yeah. I mean, John C. Riley, Brian Cox. Yep. Costner, of course. Right. Uh, some great people. Yeah. J.K. Simmons is in it. Yep. He's uh, the coach. A, a Sam Raimi staple. Yeah. How amazing is it that like J.K. Simmons was already a Raimi guy, and then Raimi gets Spider Man, and he's like, "Yes, I know who J. Jonah Jameson oh, yeah. is going to be." <laughs> uh, do we need to cast this? Nope, I know who to ask. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I wouldn't say it's not. It's certainly not my favorite movie no. of all time or anything. And but you know, I appreciate the Raimi of it all. Yeah. The. Uh, well, I'm also the, a sports guy, so. The Oldsmobile. Yep. Um, anyway, um, I'm just looking at pictures from the, anyway, okay, I need to go away from this, <laughs> Okay, my brain, okay, we're here today to talk about Ahsoka, well, unless you got anything else. Uh, now, the one series that did start. Oh, we, we're, yes, we're to talk about this, yes. sorry. The Continental. Yes, the Continental. Which is the, the, should we say prequel to John Wick? John Wick prequel. Yes. TV show. Yes. Um, okay, well, they call it a TV show, but the first episode was a film. It was an hour and there's three, it's almost three hour and a half. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a TV it's a event is what I yeah, think it said underneath. Yeah. And you know, uh, I think I like this format. I, I have some thoughts on the show, but I, the format wise. Right. I think I could really get into more shows doing this. Yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about it? I like it a lot, actually. I mean, there's a few little things that I... But it's like looking back between then and, you know, thinking that it's set in the, like, late 60s, early 70s. Mm -hmm. You know, and to how that world evolved, I can see a lot of it, you know, developed that way. So some of the things that I'm like, eh, you know, it's not exactly... The, you know, the assassin's world that we know from John Wick, I can see how it evolved. So, I mean, the kind of things that I was a little questionable on, I almost give a pass just looking. And and there's not even like huge questioning on just kind of some things like, well, that's not exactly how, you know, I can see the time period, how it evolved. So I give it a little more leniency, I guess. Sure. Um, well, I'll just tell you that I attempted to watch it last night. Okay. Uh, I kept falling asleep. <laughs> it was pretty late. Well, yeah. Um, and so, and I, I guess I'll, I'll just say that it, it maybe didn't fully grab me. Okay. But benefit of the doubt, it might've been that I was very tired. I don't know. But, but there wasn't really anything in there yet. No. 
that made me go, oh, I love this. I would say there's a lot of buildup in this episode of the probably what hour and a half that it is, almost hour and a half that it mm-hmm. is. I yeah. would say really John Wick esque scenes, fighting first scenes. Of all, there's of all, maybe two. There's the one at the beginning. Yeah. I like the setup of that. Yeah. And I was like, the oh, heist. okay, yeah. this is what we're getting. This is cool. Um, how spoilery do you want to go? We can go. I mean, it's up to you. Well, as someone who's only seen half the episode, <laughs> uh, I did not. I had a hard time grappling with the fact that they're going to give me a John Wick show Without. with John Wick action. Yeah. With a guy dressed in a suit with long hair, doing all the John Wick moves, lumbering through doorways, shooting people in stairways, fighting multiple gunmen at once, and it's not Keanu Reeves, and the guy just isn't as good. Maybe I'm being I too critical. Okay, you haven't seen the second half of it. No, I have not. So I am not going to say much more than... Keep going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. Okay. Because there's there's a part at the end that I wouldn't say makes up for your apprehension on it, but is more fulfilling of the character. Okay. So Okay. Let me let me <clears throat> let me just go with that. What do you think about the guy who plays Winston? I like him. He's you got like a him? lot of mannerisms of of uh, Ian, Ian McShane. You can see how he developed into Winston in the John Wick movies. Well, and then Sharon's in there too. Yes. Um, which is cool. I didn't really expect to see him, but pretty cool that he's there. Right. Um, and that guy is spot on acting. He's great. Like, no, I, think I mean, he's, he's great. spot on for being he, a younger. You know, it's. I I would almost agree that like he somehow captures like. Anytime Lance Reddick was on the screen, he's like, there's something about him where I just like, I don't know what it is. He's like kind of magnetic. Yeah. Lance Reddick was like that. He kind of had a twinkle in the eye a little right. bit. Something going on. You see that more behind the, the wheels burning behind the eyes and he yeah. says two words. But you know, there's like a million more things going on behind. And I think that the new guy, and I didn't get his name. Yeah. I didn't get any actor's right. name. Sorry. Except for the ones I already knew. Yeah. Um, but he... I like it. He's like one of the most promising parts so far about the show. Right. So I was like kind of delighted by that, I guess. He's great. Now, how far have you gotten in? What was the last thing that you saw? Um, Boy. Well, I definitely got to see Mel Gibson. Yeah. What do you think of his accent? I don't think he's used it in other places like that before. Uh, I, I remember it in that other movie. Right. Movie. Um, the one where his daughter gets killed. Um, God, and he's like a Boston cop. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. What was that movie called? Edge of Darkness. Yes. Yep. I feel like that's this. He just pulled that. He pulled it out of a drawer and dusted it off. Yeah. And said, "Here's my ex." Right. <laughs> um, I don't think he. I didn't come here to attack Mel Gibson. Uh. Yet. <laughs> but uh, he he's like uh, I, I'm not complaining about his performance right but I 
he didn't really do anything that made me go, oh, there's the old Mel I used to love. You know, and, and the thing can, is, is he's, I, I will say this about him, and this is not defending or detracting from it. He is not much in the second half of the show, of, okay. of the episode. I think he's just, he set, he's setting the groundwork for Winston and his brother. So, you know, they've known him all all their lives for the most part. And he's just yeah. kind of this this above them kind of person. And Well, he lives in a tall tower. Well he's obviously above most people in the city. Yeah, Come but on, when guys. when Winston's in the office, they're in the same level. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean you, you see where Winston gets some of his attitude in the John Wick films mm-hmm. yet is more refined. Yeah, and I like Winston. So I think I think uh, getting into mischief with people's wives, and right? Things. Uh, you know, that's that's all fine, right? I, I buy that as yeah. a, something he and Ian McShane would have done as a as young younger, man, yeah, as this character for right. sure. Um, now, have you gotten to the part where Winston is looking for his brother and then meets the 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 other three people? Yes, that's right where I stopped. Okay. They're at, they're like a junkyard or something. Uh, don't or you? A shipyard? No. So it's the it's the guys. I think they they first meet you like in a junkyard or something. Okay. Um, I thought I recognized the guy, but I couldn't place him. Okay. Uh, that's right where I stopped. I'm basically halfway through. Okay. Like Forty five minutes. Okay. Or well, I think the one part where now, were you at the part where he went to the dojo and talked to the girl and then. She took him to the back room. I might have dozed off. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there, I really there's tired. a. I'm gonna have to I haven't. I have not looked at like who the all the characters' names are. Yeah. But I have this feeling that one of them is a younger Lawrence Fishburne's character. I think it's pretty clear that he's going to be in the show. There was I saw a lot of bird imagery. Well, and there's the subway. Well, that's, well, that's yeah, that's. But, but I, I think that maybe the bird imagery could be related to that. I don't know. Maybe not. But if you listen to like, like I said, one of the things that they've, they've captured some some of the characters' mannerisms as okay. a younger, you know, like Winston. I think is there's some, and then you know Sharon and. Okay. Uh, I think this guy is. Is he might be Lawrence Fisher. He might be Lawrence Fisher. What do they call him? The king? Uh, yeah. The, well, he's he's the king. Is he just called the king or is he the king of something? Underground king? Maybe that's what it was. The king. And I could just so easily search this on the internet, but I... Right. And uh, then, you know, at the end of episode one, they have one of the most prominent uh, John Wick lines... That Winston says that usually it's John saying it, and it's well, in the preview. Good. It's in the preview. Huh. The word "yeah." No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. And, and with it being in the preview, it's the. Uh, I'll just spoil it. It's the guns. I'm gonna need a lot of gun. <laughs> gonna yeah. need lots of guns. Lots of guns. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he say that in the Matrix too? Uh, They're like, he's like, what do you need? And he said, guns. Lots of guns. Yeah, something like that. Uh, it might the be. Matrix. Guns. 
lots of guns. Yeah, he says guns, lots of guns, literally in the Matrix. <laughs> so never Weird. paid attention that he's used it's, that line in more than one film. It's right before the um, the lobby shootout. Okay. Yeah, where they're in the... Maybe you remember it. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> they're going to say Lawrence Fishburne, of all people. Right. The king. Yeah. But so far, so good. I like it. It's 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 a little bit different than what the, you know, the John Wick films are. But you can see a lot of similarities building up to what we get in John Wick. Mm-hmm. So the action was I will, there. I will in, definitely in the, the recommend parts that had action. Yeah, the introduction to Winston to the hotel was great. Outside. Oh yeah, I knew it was going to happen as soon as you the speech see, yeah. was given. I was right. like, oh okay. Yeah, I see what's going to happen here. <laughs> I liked it. I, I I just didn't. I it didn't grab me like the Wick movies did. Right. Like it's going to be so hard. And the problem is, I need to grapple again with the fact that John Wick Four was so incredible. Yeah. In so many ways, and this is TV. It's not the same John Wick. It's a totally different thing. Right. This is just supplementary material. Yes. Don't be mad at it. And it's um, giving you a different kind of story. And the director is an executive producer. He is not the director in this one. Mm -hmm. I think you can tell. Yeah. Now, there are two projects that he's working on right now that I'm semi-excited for. I know him, but tell me again. Highlander. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get Henry as Connor. Mm -hmm. And Ghost of Tsushima. Two sword-based films. With Sonata. Yeah, uh, that would be amazing. That's yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> I I would be interested to see what 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 can be done. I mean, with both of those, you know. Really. And he, but I'm almost I would say that I'm probably more excited for Highlander because there hasn't really been any Highlander in so long, right? Um, but I mean, Ghost of Tsushima would be. I love the game, right? And I know how good the story is. Yeah. So, you know, it would be also great to see that. I'm I'm really happy for either one of those. Well, and from what he said, because he did an interview uh, actually just a few weeks ago, um, he's planning on drawing out the story. He said because there's so many characters that, you know, Connor was involved in up until the quickening, that yeah. his first movie is not going to end with the quickening. Fair enough. So I mean, I think that's what people are going to be expecting. Uh, but, you know, as long as that's been made clear in advance. Right. So people aren't going to be bummed like, whoa, I didn't get... But I, okay, that, that, fine, fine, fine. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Well, and the thing is, is like even in the, in the first one, you know, there's such a gap between when we're introduced to Connor and then when the, the final, you know, the quickening is... The Kurgan and his timelines are parallel so much. So you can have, you know, that great, you know, back and forth between the Kurgan and Connor for centuries. Yeah. Mm. So. Me. Mm. And we, Who's going to play him? Kurgan? Yeah. Who do you want? Um, going to be tough to stand in those shoes. Um. Oh, the the... The middle Skarsgård brother? The one that was in The Northman? Uh, the Norman. I've just searched for it. The Norman. Wrong uh, movie. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård. Yes. 
Um, yeah. Is wait what? No, okay. There's sorry. There's a picture of him uh, with his head shaved. Weird. Oh yeah. Uh, no, he. Okay, yeah. He. Would you want to... Oh God, he's... I forgot how jacked he is. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I mean, just um, thinking about it, you have to go against Henry Cavill. So you've got to have a, a massive tune. Yeah. And he can act, you know, so I mean, the mm-hmm. acting back and forth will... You know, sure. and, and look at him playing the berserker in The Northman. No, I could see it. I could see it. For sure. No, I think that's a good choice. It's quite a good choice. So... And, I mean, yeah. Good job. and there could be a couple more that can probably, you know, I don't think Alan Richardson has got good enough acting chops to go head to head like that in that kind of character. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's a massive dude that can be intimidating. So, but I wouldn't want somebody and definitely not somebody like The Rock or whatever. That sucks. That, don't do that. No. Why would they? they and I don't. That, he right? wouldn't do that. I know That's the director would what. not. Yeah. No. So, but everybody tries to, you know, cast the rock and everything. So. I wouldn't. No, I know. But let's just say major yeah. Hollywood. Dwayne Johnson, you're not allowed in any of my projects. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> you can come see them. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's the Continental. Yes. We look forward to the next movie yes (laughs) and it comes out every friday on peacock so yep very cool uh all right okay let's get into it all right so um i once again want to go through the episode uh via the wikipedia okay plot breakdown but just in general and again we're going to be doing some spoilers gonna be some pretty big ones um any thoughts so far (sighs) further thoughts i'm kind of mid right now I've got some some issues with a few of the things. Uh, it's the saber fighting is still my biggest. Because I'll I'll jump real quick because we know. Well, I'll wait and and do this one until we do six. We'll do five first and then six. Okay. I'll wait for. Um, I still say Ray is the like most attention grabbing character. Be careful, because you just said Ray. You mean Ray Stevenson? Stevenson. I forget. I forget. <laughs> the only Ray that matters in Star Wars, Ray Stevenson. I disagree with you, but okay. Uh, no, he, he's not about Ray Stevenson, though. No, he's so good in this. Yeah. Um, and I love the no. the. Oh God, I don't know how to compare him to like a character that we've seen in other things. He knows he's you know where he stands. But it's almost the whole time he's like this tormented, conflicted person, yeah. you know. He's eventually going to stick his foot out and trip somebody. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. He's just waiting for his moment. Right. You can tell. He's going to do, he's and, up to something. And it's such a shame that I want to see so much more of, I, I would rather see more of this character than any other character we've seen so far in this show. I agree. It is, it is a real bummer. I'd like to see maybe we go do a prequel or something. I know. And, and I know you disagreed with me on this, but I, I really think Liv Schreiber can do a younger version I of totally him. I dis- totally disagree with you. Um, I just I just feel like his energy is a little different. You, I don't you, know how you're going to match. Right, well, and that's hard. And it really is. But like I said, 
in if you watch the show Ray Donovan, he's got a lot of kind of the feeling of what Ray Stevenson is doing. Okay, too this. many Rays, dude. I know, right? <laughs> well, these are both R A Y, not R E Y, so Okay. All right. Uh, no, but I can totally agree. He's he's really fun. Um, I uh, let's see. When was the the big reveal? Was six, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's go uh, so five, I'll and leave, then we'll. Yeah. I'll leave the blue guy out of it yeah. until six. Um, and I have thoughts on him too. So me too. Me too. All right. Let me let me just jump into this. Okay. Um, part five: Shadow Warrior. Wasn't there a game called Shadow Warrior? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it an engine game? An yeah. old old uh, arcade yeah, engine game? Yeah, for sure. Yep. We remember things. I know, right? Cindella arrives on CTOS, where she finds Ahsoka and Ren gone. Hang on, I gotta move this. I can't be turning my head that way. This is ridiculous. Join the Discord. <laughs> Watch <laughs> us on YouTube. Uh, let's see. While investigating alongside his mother, Jason Cindella senses that Ahsoka is in the world between worlds, thus revealing his own connection with the Force. Um, In the in-between space, Anakin explains to Ahsoka that he had been watching her through the Force and deduces that her loss with Skull is partially due to her unresolved guilt over the events that drove them apart. I'm fine with all that. I don't... The world between worlds thing... I don't. It's I've not my. Really, yeah. It's not my cup of Star Wars tea, but whatever. You, whatever you people can enjoy that. I like that it got us some live action Clone Wars. Um, and and the girl was the girl that played the young Ahsoka. Perfect. Yeah, you know she I mean, totally was perfect. she was the young Gamora. And, and I thought so. And um, she was also I, apparently in the Barbie movie, which I will never see. The she Barbie was the daughter. Rules. I'm telling no. you, it rules. It rules. Suck it. It's great. <laughs> anyway. Um, what was I saying? Oh, I just think it's cool that we get to see. I, oh, and, and that, by the way, the actress, at, at no point did I go, that's a different person. This is a different character. Yeah. This doesn't, like, she, I just bought it immediately. I mean, not to sound that's this way, is she appearing better, more of Ahsoka than Rosario Dawson? Well, of what we've years. seen previously. It's many years I get it, I get it. Many, many years. Let me cross my arms. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> now, I did uh, I did like some of the imagery of her when she was in, you know, not including just the, you know, the one shot that was probably the best, which is just kind of a member berry, is the Anakin Vader image flip back and forth. I didn't need that at all. That didn't, that just makes me want to roll my eyes. I mean... It was kind of neat to see, but yeah, I get why it was there. But imagery wise, other than seeing like the live action Clone Wars stuff, I get it. It was kind of a neat, you know, it's a good poster, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's totally, but I didn't necessarily need it per se. I feel like maybe that's going to be more interesting to people who love the Clone Wars TV show. Right. This whole thing. Yeah. Now I will Um, say, and we're, we're into this. They either need a stunt double for Rosario Dawson with lightsabers, or you need to figure something else out. Hayden Christensen hasn't really picked up a lightsaber, you know, except for the last two years in a long time. And I know, you know, 
I could never imagine her even going toe-to-toe with Anakin watching her. I didn't feel that, but I... I yeah. You seem to have a different eye for this fight. Yeah, he definitely looked like he... Uh, and I mean, I know it's the just trying to get her to to realize, you know, whatever, to live or die, which I thought that whole thing was kind of... Uh, but anyway... I mean, it just goes to show that uh, his, you know, just looking how much we should be appreciating the prequels when it comes to lightsaber battles. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, look at the work that between Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen did in those. And Ray Park. Oh, my God. And even Christopher Lee's stunt double. (laughs) Your swords. Right. Uh Rest in peace, Christopher yes. Lee. God, every day I think about I that. I know. Um, Who needs a Roman totally Empire agree. when you have Christopher Lee? I think <laughs> I, I'm almost in this weird camp where I almost wish the prequels had gone a little less because then everything would match a little bit better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But no, they're incredible for sure. It's it's amazing stunt work, and it can't be uh, it shouldn't be diminished at, at no. all. I think it's great. Uh, but it just like I said, it you know when you're fighting like like I said when you're fighting somebody like that has that kind of swordsmanship, you have to match that for it to look believable that it, you would I survive it. It didn't occur to me that it, did, it didn't look good. So I thought I it know. was a better match of fighting with uh, Ray Stevenson's character. Palin and Ahsoka. Well, he's a slower moving guy, but he's more powerful, and that's you know, it's and more precise, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Well, that's a fair point, anyway. So, like I said, Anakin uh, would have turned her into, you know, squint kebabs. <laughs> <laughs> Anakin loses the duel. Wait, Ahsoka loses the duel with Anakin and relives fragments of her past during the Clone Wars, during which she grows concerned that her legacy will only be one of fighting. Believing Anakin's teachings, including... God, who wrote this? Believing Anakin's teachings includes his legacy as Darth Vader. Let me try this one more time. (laughs) Believing Anakin's teachings includes his legacy as Darth Vader, she initially refuses him, determined to not be held back by the past which leads to another duel between them. Finally understanding that she wasn't involved in Anakin's downfall and that her legacy is her own choice, Ahsoka chooses to live and continue fighting. Um, I, it's, I think that's fine. I'm okay with that little point being made. That her, her legacy is her own and it's her involvement with Anakin didn't, number one, contribute to his dark side, and number two, like... She's not, I don't know, tainted by him or whatever that thing is. I was kind of annoyed by the whole Ahsoka the White thing going on. I liked it. What I really didn't like was when she took off her little uh, hairband. Yeah. Headband. I don't like that. I didn't like that. That looked weird. (laughs) But I liked her. I liked, yeah, her little Gandalf moment. Yeah. Gandalf, she is not. She didn't even have a walking stick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she did right. in in Clone Wars or not Clone Wars Rebels. She had a staff. I'll take your word for it. I don't remember. I it was like it. I saw images. It's like one of the last scenes. Okay. Ahsoka is recovered by Sindela's crew, and through her powers, she learns that Ren is with Skull. 
Sandella is crea uh, created, contacted by Mon Mothma, who informs her that New Republic forces are en route to take her and Ahsoka into custody for defying the Senator's orders. As the Republic fleet detachment arrives, Ahsoka recruits a pod of Purgle to take her and Huyang to Bridger and Ren, while Sandella, Jason, and Chopper stay behind. I hate space whales. <laughs> I don't. I don't just... have any. Uh, I don't have anything. I'm just going to agree with you. <laughs> I, I I don't have any def defense for that. Right. And it, it, this definitely puts the story into more of a fantasy thing. Yeah. Which Star Wars has always been science fantasy. I understand that. But this really takes the note on the top. Into the, yeah. yeah. Because I like the concept we've again like we've talked about. Yeah. Going to these other worlds and doing these other things and or other galaxies I should say. Right. Um but yeah, I was waiting. We'll I was the, I was waiting for Ahsoka to start talking like Dory from Finding Emo. I wasn't waiting. Oh, for read us to. <laughs> uh, okay. And I had one other thing. Is so does Hera's son have a new gen? Just comes up with a new Jedi power that she can hear or whatever. He was like projecting his what he was hearing in the world between her worlds to her now. I guess that it just implies that you could physically hear it. So, I, but if it is so now, I, I everybody can tap into the force. Not so that completely if it, retcons. If that's the case, that completely retcons anything from the prequels. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, everyone has some midichlorians, right? So, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I have no answers on I this. Just, we, we can leave that alone. Yeah. I really don't know. I really yeah. don't know. That's the end of part five. This is why I don't have a ton of faith in Filoni. Okay. Just saying. Part six. Okay. Part six. Yes. Far, far away. Okay. Directed by Jennifer Getzinger. Uh, the last one, part five, was directed by Filoni. Yeah. Um, anyway. Part six, far, far away, while traveling with Purgle, with the Purgle. <laughs> oh, Ahsoka and Huyang discuss Ren's choice in siding with the enemy to find Ezra. Um, meanwhile, the Eye of Scion, not Sauron, <laughs> the Eye of Scion arrives on Peridia, the ancient homeworld of Elspeth's people known as the Dathomiri. Elspeth, Skull, Hadi, and Ren meet the great, the great Mothers, a group of Night Sisters allied with Thrawn. Again, with the Dune thing. Yeah. The, immediately I thought of not only the, uh, the, uh, what are they even called in Dune? The mothers, the, uh, I know what you're talking about. And I can't, wow. I've been a huge Dune fan and I can't think of the most basic Dune information. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the um, <laughs> the missionaria protectiva. Yeah. What is that? What are they called? Oh, dude, people are screaming at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> the the ladies that make him put his hand right, in a box. Right. The Dune Dune. <laughs> uh, the Reverend Mothers. There's, the Benny Jesuit. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Internet. They reminded me of the Benny Jesuit, but also a much later Dune thing. And again, I keep bringing it up every time because there's so many similarities from the later Dune books. Right. Like with the extra galaxy and stuff. 
the honored matres are a thing that appear much later and they're like a weird offshoot of the Bene Gesserit, but they, they control with more like violence and, but they, they have similar goals to the, uh, Bene Gesserit, but they fight the Bene Gesserit. Right. It's like a witch fight. It's It's cool. It happens later. Warring faction. Basically. Yeah. But just the visual of them, I was like, this, these look like honored matres from Dune. Uh, and the whole concept is that they're all kind of right. like ethereal and strange and they can see things in the future and whatever. They're like Jedi in some right. way. But I like the Night Sisters, always have. They're a thing that has existed since early expanded universe. Mm-hmm. They've been around for a long time. Yeah. So That's why it I'm always okay threw me off of the, the, the three that we got of how they are to how they look. I mean that's been well described. And then um you know the um what's her face? Uh Elspeth? Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't she just has the one tattoo. Yeah, so that's what's going on? Hold on. <laughs> you looked around like I know. Was no, I had a weird thing. Okay. It's the ghost again in here. A bad gas. Yeah. Okay. I can edit it out. Don't worry. Okay. Ha! Uh, anyway, Night Sisters, I'm cool with Right. Them. They're fine. Yeah. As they wait for Grand Admiral Thrawn's arrival, Skull relates that to Hadi his belief that the fall of the Jedi and the rise of the Empire were part of an inevitable cycle, one he intends to break. Uh, Thrawn arrives with his Star Destroyer, the Chimera, and honors Skull's promise by providing Ren with provisions, a howler mount, and the latest intelligence on Bridger's whereabouts. Uh, let's talk about Thrawn. Okay. I love seeing the Chimera. Yeah. A book that I've read about since the Heir to the Empire book. Right. And I like the way it looks like it's been repaired and patched. Right. And whatever. That's cool. It's almost like kind clockwork. It's, it's almost like clockwork uh-huh. on the outside on spots. I do feel that maybe Thrawn... We needed one moment. His introduction is a little weak. Yeah. I mean, I like the fact that Lars, it was the voice, but I think they miscast him as the live action. He's a little older than I well, and, think of. And not just that, it's Thrawn with a dad bod, which that's kind of... He said, listen, they've been gone for 10 years. It doesn't matter. His, his species. Sucks. He's stressed out. His species <laughs> has a metabolism that that's even in the books, in the cartoon, you know, in the animated, that he is supposed to be like peak physical, you know, mental and physical attributes. I'm, I'm going I'm to look over it, but it doesn't look exactly like you would expect Thrawn to look. I no. agree. Um, and his, like you said, I think his introduction was, I think probably more lackluster than than you do because every time Thrawn walks in a room, he pretty much intimidates almost everyone in it, and I didn't get that feeling from from Mickelson's yeah. portrayal of it. I agree with you. Um, I did think there were a couple moments <clears throat> that did tap into there's a thing that you get in some sci-fi sometimes ever since i was a kid like the first time i saw star wars and you see the ship go over right 
and the, the the massive scale of it gives you this weird feeling. And seeing the ship over the tower, right, and the scale of it all, I did get that weird. I don't know what to call it. It's like this, like almost like mystical vertigo. I don't know any other yeah. way to put it. It's like this weird. It's like this almost dizzying, like yeah, like I don't want to call it panic, but like anxiety, you you almost, anxiety. You almost can't uh, like process. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, did, I actually got a little bit of that, which doesn't happen for me with Star Wars anymore. Right. I just usually can't. I normally don't get there. The only There's thing the I kind of kind of had that feeling. Remember in Rogue One, where. Uh, they blew up the planet. Yeah. You know, that kind of, that was the same a little the bit. Yeah. Explosion is following. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I could agree with you there. But this, this did kind of hit that note for me. Right. So I, there was a good flavor there at that moment. Um, But yeah, I, I do think of Thrawn as a little bit more. Intimidating. Mm-hmm. And he, but, I just didn't think he was. I liked his troopers. Now, I think they're fine. do you think they're There's all undead? I know that's been the Because with the red ribbon wrapped around them. Yeah, like they've all been killed and then brought back. Right, from the sisters. Um, or something. <clears throat> I mean, uh, could it be that Merrick was that? You know what I mean? Like, just sort of like a reanimated corpse or something? I don't know. We'll get the answer, right. probably. Or at least we'll get a hint. Right. But um, it, I don't know. I, I I don't hate the look anyway. I really like I mean, the I honestly like the look of the, the troopers. And then even, the one with the mask. Um, and he is a ripoff of an EU character. I know he is. Oh, is he? Yeah. I'm trying to think and, of the character. And I can't name. remember. His, yeah. I know here. Yeah. It's like a classic name. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, hold on. I'm going to Google this. Uh, Soka Trooper with mask helmet. Come on. Oh gosh, what is the name? I know, I know. I know. This is good podcasting, I'll admit. <laughs> I'll say it. Yeah. And people know it. Right. People, people love hearing people search for things. Well, it's no we different. We get feedback all the time. It is no different than if we were hanging out at a video store or, or a comic book store. Let me look it up. So, yeah. Uh, boy, I'm about to give up. Hold on. Just type in Gold Mask Trooper from Ahsoka. I tried that, and I failed at it. Enoch. 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 Um, that's not I think a, it's a cool that's not a religious reference from anything yeah for sure <laughs> but I, I it is interesting that they fit that weird face and it's like bronze uh, it's interesting anyway. it almost reminds me of um in gladiator the one gladiator I he has exactly to fight know what you're, yeah I exactly know what you're talking about yeah there is like the uh, sort of an ancient uh, feel to it yeah for sure but anyway Enoch Something's going on there. Uh, I like the look of the troopers. It's fine. I, I get it. And right. Thrawn even mentioned something along the lines of like, hey, 
I don't want to send too many guys because we've already lost so many guys. And, and that's why I think they're all undead, and that's why the Red Ribbon are around them all. Well, there's also the moment, the, um, there's a one line to the Night Sisters where he says, I'm going to need your magic again yeah. one more time. What was it the first time? Was it yeah. bringing my guys back from the dead? Right. I don't know. Uh, but no, I like seeing the army there and they're chanting Thrawn and all that stuff. Cool. It's fine. He, you know, they give him a bit of it. It's not like he doesn't get an introduction. Just like you, you, you would think of like Vader. Who I was going to say the opening, in a room, right. you know, that kind of thing. Or even like the emperor with his music playing as much hype as, as much hype as Thrawn got for being in live action. I expected a new hope doorway Vader. And yeah, this too. was not, sure. this was not that. I'm not going to call this a failure, but I think it's a missed opportunity for sure. Let's say that. Uh, after Ren leaves, Thrawn orders Skull and Hadi to follow her at their own pace so they can kill both her and Bridger. Surviving an ambush by bandits, Ren encounters the native Noti and follows them to their village where she reunites with Bridger. You mean the rock trolls from Frozen? I don't. I haven't <laughs> seen Frozen, so I. I'm just going to say yes. People I've seen Frozen people, 2. Well, they were in that too for a minute. Oh, were they? For a hot minute, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I didn't love their design. I watched it with my wife, and she was rolling her eyes and sighing yeah. loudly when they were on the screen. I mean, I... She hates cutesy stuff. I, I, cutesy, I, will, I will give them props for trying to make a new creature. Yeah, that's it's But funny. it was Rock Trolls meets Jawas. With stock eyes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Not my thing. And then, you but, know, the, it's like the the other creatures that attacked. It's like, okay, where did they come from? What were they? Mm -hmm. There was no... You really have an opportunity. You're in a new galaxy. Yeah. To do some weird-ass creatures. And give, like, a small explanation of what the... You know, well, it's like, like these... My... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it's like... Almost doing a sequel thing. Oh, well, these are the Sand People. Well, even in A New Hope, we had more of a, a visual description of kind of what Sand People were. It's just some rando, you know, I don't know. I, I wasn't a huge fan of that with just in itself. Yeah, no, I agree. They weren't amazing. No. Again, you have this... You're in a whole new galaxy. Right. You have this opportunity. And I get that, you know, there's going to be different creatures on every planet, blah, right. blah, blah. But also the galaxy is going to be composed of different stuff, probably. Right. So evolution was going to happen different. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The point is, you, you could have used this as an excuse to do some real weird thing. Right. And they didn't do it. No. They just did rock, uh, turtle rock guys with cutesy voices. Whatever. Yeah. Fine. Moving on. Okay. While tracking Ren. Oh, she meets up with Bridger. Um, I, this really How was nothing to that me. That was the most, like, Rebels. yeah, this was the most, like, uninspiring reunion that I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, she was so longing for, to get him back, and how many years has it been? And it's like, oh, hey, hi. Oh, little pet mm -hmm. hug. <laughs> I missed you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I mean... I don't know these characters well enough to know right. what, what it would make sense for them to actually do. 
So I guess I maybe it's not in the character for them to like cry or something. I don't know. Well, the way she was all longing and everything else beforehand. Yeah. I think you would think it would be a little more emotional. Yeah, I agree. So I agree. Uh, while tracking Ren, Skull senses that there is a greater power on Peridia. And he tells Hadi that he intends to find it and use it. Anticipating Ahsoka coming with the Purgle, Thrawn rem- demands all the details of her history from Elizabeth and orders her to kill any arriving Purgle. Um, I think the, the biggest promise here is Skull finding something. Yeah, what, yeah. What's he going to find? Is it going to be related to Palpatine in some way? Is it going to be related to something else? What What is this? I have a lot of questions. Right. I I don't really think it's going to be Palpatine, but you never know. Um, They're trying to connect everything to the sequels now, so you're right. I mean, but I don't know. But in general, that, there was some stuff I enjoyed. That this episode wasn't my favorite. I also when um, Hu Yang was telling the story. Instead, in a galaxy far, far away. Right. I was like, I looked over at my wife and I was like, can he say that? Can he, Can you say that in Star Wars? Yeah. I don't know if you're allowed to say that. Like, how do we feel about it? I don't know how I feel about yeah. it. Is it okay? So it's like, th- is he the narrator for all the movies? You know? Is he? I mean. I don't know. What are they telling me right yeah. now? Yeah. It's just a wink, I guess. That's the only thing I can think of, and that's yeah. that's the biggest problem that I think I have, kind of with this show. There's just this lot of wink, wink, nudge, nudge, to everything that came before it, instead of really basing out its own story that's in this universe. Star Wars does a little bit of that, but I mean, <laughs> no, over the place. no, but that's what I'm saying. You know, we've gotten to a point that I think even in writing, you know. Star Wars itself with George, even to a degree, the the prequels, their references were things outside of the Star Wars universe. And it seems now that all these new Star Wars products are just having references inside the Star Wars universe. I mean, you can't deny that it's happening. I mean, so... And I think that's what made... You know, I know there's there's people that don't like the prequels, and looking back at them longer than when they first came out, I've grown more fond of them. Sure. I mean, there's some there's plenty of stuff to to rag on. I mean, Gungans especially. Let's be honest. That's uh, not new. No. That was from day one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that really hasn't what? changed. You, and that really what? hasn't changed my mind in any way either. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, like I said, there were so many references in writings before the, you know, before we got into, and I don't want to rag, because I have liked a few things that they've done, but the Disney Star Wars, it mm-hmm. seems like, you know, on, on average more than not, they're only referencing Star Wars itself. Instead of this veil of, this is Star Wars, but you, you, you know, there's, eh, eh, maybe it's chalking up to experienced writers compared to what we were, we're getting now. 
I, I, I don't know where to go with it at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean... But I'm still going to say that I like... I think Andor is doing a good job of not doing that. So if nothing else, Andor is plotting its own course here. Well, we know how that ends. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. But that's all my thoughts on Ahsoka yeah. for now. It, it's fine. I mean, we've I, got, I, what, two more episodes left? Week. Yeah, two more left. Yeah. I said there's bits and pieces that I can take out of it that I enjoy. You know, I honestly think think, it would be. Oh, oh, I was going to say, I honestly think in episode five was kind of and I never was a huge. Yes, he was a little wooden in his acting, but I think a lot of it, that's how George wrote him. You're talking about Anakin, Anakin, but I think Chris, you know, Hayden Christensen got to match him up with the James Earl Jones performance a little bit. So it makes sense that he's trying to do that i understand right but it's still weird it is and i and but i think this episode was probably his his best performance as anakin i don't know if i could argue i mean honestly i think it's a little bit of a per se like acting redemption yeah maybe so because he didn't seem as uber stiff yeah you know so I don't know that if if this was and, and it's still like kind of ambiguous whether it was Anakin's Force Ghost or just in her head, Ahsoka's head going on. Right. right. So I mean, maybe this was not per se Anakin, but her perception of Anakin. I think that's really what it is because it's all in her head. Yeah. That's that's what I like. Oh yeah, and that's apparently she doesn't need to breathe, being underwater apparently that long. <laughs> yeah, well I guess we, well we do know it's quite a while. I don't know about her physiology, like maybe it doesn't. Matter and when as we much get her, when we get Star people Wars. like Kent Fisto and uh, oh god, what's his name? All the green tentacles on his head. You don't mean Kent Fisto again? Or no, um, not no Kent Fisto and. Uh, he wore the respirator. Had like a squid, almost a squid head. Zuckus? Zuckus. No, no, not the not the bounty hunter, the Jedi. Oh, the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, that they needed a rebreather. Anyway, that they needed a rebreather oh, underwater. Oh, you Plo Koon. yes. Yeah, uh-huh. Plo Koon. That they, they both needed a rebreather underwater, yet Ahsoka was good to go. different creatures. <laughs> They're different creatures. Shakti didn't didn't breathe underwater either, and she was the same one. So, okay, she was. You win. All right, <laughs> but that's all I have I for know. Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, anything else you need to discuss before we get out of here? Uh, just we are coming up to Halloween. Oh yeah. Uh, and speaking of Star Wars and Halloween, in our uh. Discord discussion. I I put an awesome uh, little uh, fan made horror Star Wars <laughs> movie. Join the yeah. Get in the Discord yes. to see things like yes. That. Join the conversation. Yes. Talk to us. Yell at us. Other things. Other things. <laughs> but I got no. Else. That's it. I'm 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 tapped out. So all right. 
we'll see you soon for spooky month and uh until then all right yeah say hi to us in the discord yep see you guys goodbye like subscribe <laughs> bye, bye.